You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello friends, welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, and oh my gosh, everyone, this is a very exciting day. Today's episode, it's a dream, it's like an actual dream. I'm so very grateful for this conversation with Lindsay Simsick and Krista Williams, the hosts of the podcast, Almost 30. So if you're new to Almost 30, I mean, she's a goddess. (laughs) It's a top 50 podcast overall on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one health podcast, and it has over 20 million downloads. So it's kind of a big deal. And, you know, before we get into this conversation today, I just, I want to share and reflect on the impact of connection and podcasting and, you know, individual growth, but within a community, because it can make such a big difference. It has in my life, that's for sure. So I've been listening to Almost 30 for a long time, a couple years, but around the summertime in, you know, in the heat of the pandemic, in the heat of the fight for social justice, for justice for George Floyd, I just... I felt super lost and I felt lonely and sad and embarrassed and confused about the world and you know who I was. And almost 30, they happened to re-air their conversation with Rachel Cargill. And I just remember sitting in my porch feeling feeling this huge wave of relief that, you know, even though the world was just flipping terrible and that awful things continue to happen in that moment. That, that growth for myself, for the world, it was eminent. And that part of spiritual growth, individually and as a collective, is having hard conversations and looking at ourselves critically, but in a way that really allows us to grow and expand. So I dove more and more into those hard conversations, specifically within spirituality that Almost 30 was having on their show. And I started to feel so much less alone. And friends, I don't, you know, I don't know what your working situation is right now, but most days, like I'm completely alone in my house, you know, with my dog for like six to seven hours. And the only people I really get to talk to are on a computer. And it's just, it's weird. And it sometimes can be really sad and lonely, but communities like the one Almost 30 has built just makes me feel so much richer with relationships and connections and just so much less alone. So over the last six months, I've gotten to know Lindsay and Krista on a deeper level through the Podcast Accelerator program that they host, and I've learned so much from them. And today, these two women, they share a little behind the scenes into the creation of Almost 30, their individual paths, their purpose, and just you know the ups and downs and where the community is going in the future. So a couple references that I wanted to mention uh, before we get into our conversation for context. First, it's the Saturn return. I, I don't know that we've really talked about the Saturn return on this show yet. So if you don't know what that is, your Saturn return, it's an astrological event that you experience in your life 
a few times. Um, and the first time is just before you're around 30. It hits everyone differently. And when it's when Saturn actually returns to the placement in your chart where it was when you were born. And what's interesting about this time is that it's really the marker of the transition between childhood into adulthood. And it it can be kind of messy. It's just this, it's this like destruction and then rebirth process. It's amazing, but it can be really challenging and it can feel kind of lonely. And Lindsay and Krista created Almost 30 during their Saturn returns and they wanted to help people, you know, connect and feel less alone during that time. So I think they did. I think they accomplished that. (laughs) If you're interested in finding when your Saturn return is, if you've already experienced it or you, it's coming up, go ahead, just like Google it, look on your birth chart. Um, You can find out it's a pretty significant time in your chart. Secondly, Krista talks about the mother wound and the mother wound is something that many of us struggle with. It's this generational pain that we pass down within our patriarchal society. It's it's the negative self-talk that women constantly tell ourselves because that's, you know, that's what the world tells us and it's inherently ingrained from generation to generation. Krista has an episode on almost 30 all about this. It's episode 372 if you want to listen. And the part of the mother wound that just really landed with me Um, It's something, it's the idea that we hold our mothers to such high standards. I mean, to truly unreasonable standards. And that inherently sets them up for failure. It was just a really moving conversation. And Krista mentions it. And I wanted to reference that episode if you want to learn more. Okay, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much to this community, to Lindsay and Krista, to the Almost 30 community for existing. Thanks to our show sponsors, Simpson and Vale Teas, the yummiest, the cutest small biz around. Yoga Magic listeners get 15% off their first order of delicious tea using code YOGAMAGIC. And if you all want to hang, coming up, hang out, let's do it. We've got a hilarious event happening in a couple weeks with another Almost 30 Podcast Accelerator grad, Taylor Gruy from the podcast Unreasonable Enthusiasm. So we're hosting a big booty mix yoga flow and a happy hour on Thursday, February 11th at 7 p.m. If you're like, what the heck is big booty mix? (laughs) So big booty mixes are these like really fun EDM mashups by these two guys called Two Friends. And actually, it was Taylor's show that got me hooked on this. And we're going to do a yoga class, more more so like a dance flow. It's not going to be all that um, traditional yoga to, <laughs> to a big booty mix. And then Taylor's going to take it over and she's going to like cooking class style, teach us how to make sparsy, spicy margaritas. It's going to be so much fun. Two, or Thursday, rather, February 11th at 7. Tickets are just $5. If you want to join us for that, you can grab tickets in the show notes. And yeah, if you enjoy this episode, everybody, consider sharing it with a friend, sharing it on Instagram and tag at Yoga Magic Podcast. That's really the best way this show grows and reaches new people. So thank you for doing that. All right, everybody, it's here. My conversation with Lindsay and Krista, the hosts of Almost 30. Well, everybody, I'm sitting down with my favorite podcast host, True Expanders for me. And I don't get nervous for episodes too much, but I'm, I'm a little nervous because this is so exciting. Thank you, too, for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. Oh, my God. You shouldn't feel nervous because we know each other. <laughs> I know, but this is special. Butt. It's almost like the student and the master's because of the accelerator <laughs> program. So this is like your final test. This is it. You graduate. We're so, we're so happy to be here and so, so proud of you too. You know, I, I feel like your, your show, your intention is so 
so grounded and so real and it's palpable. Like you could feel that as a mm-hmm. listener mm-hmm. and even, you know, in the accelerator. So yeah, we're honored. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot from you too. Thank you. Can you tell listeners for like the two people perhaps that listen to my show that don't know who you are, don't listen to almost 30. Can you tell them about you and about just the evolution of the show? Cause it's come a long way and I love the story. Yeah. So almost 30 started, you know, five years ago now, probably is when we started recording when I first met Lindsay. And I was at that time had just moved from New York to Los Angeles, was trying to find my purpose. And like, it was something that kept me up at night, you know, trying to feel like I was here for a reason and feel like, you know, I wasn't alone in doing that. And when I met Lindsay, it was because I was trying to be a soul cycle instructor, a job that I didn't get. I got denied two times. Um, But Lindsay was a soul cycle instructor. And when we met, she was going through her own transitions of relationships. And we kind of met at this point where both of our transitions felt so real and we felt like we weren't equipped and we felt like we couldn't be the only one. So we started to just record our deep, meaningful, silly conversations on the closet floor at my house, (laughs) on the closet floor of her roommate's house, and um, eventually put out the podcast, had no idea it would turn into this. And, you know, it's really been the biggest gift to Lindsay and I is now our full-time jobs and supporting our community is what we're really here for. Um, And the evolution has been really just in parallel to our evolution. We try to be as honest and authentic as possible and take people along our healing journey, along our journey of what we're learning and stay really honest and open. So it used to be raunchy and relationship (laughs) and then it was like then it was health and wellness Mm -hmm. and now it's more spirituality focused and um we're always just open to evolve to what our community needs and what we feel called to speak to yeah i love that do you remember the old days (laughs) i i do remember the old days and actually that it's sort of freeing for you to even talk about you know the version that you started with the first version of this show was was basically like wellness for engaged individuals. And like, I don't know. I was trying to be cool. I was trying to be niche. It didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working. So. You like, like engaged, like engaged? Engaged, yes. Like that. that. It was called wedded wellness. And like in the moment, it was a good idea. It was fine. But like obviously. It, I was I didn't really care that much about if somebody was engaged. I just wanted to talk about spirituality. That's not like your thing. Like you, I don't see you caring that much about that process of even being engaged. So it's, it's cute <laughs> that you did that. <laughs> just trying, you know, Capricorn Moon over here, just like trying to, I don't know, accomplish some goals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, what's your story? I mean, I know you were a soul cycle instructor. You, you, you did it. And I've I've been watching your um reels of like your workouts and they're giving me so much <laughs> life. Yeah. I mean, they're hilarious. Life. Yeah. I, I started, you know, very from a very young age wanting to perform, be an actress, be on Broadway. And, um, it's just funny how life works out. Like all of those things that I really loved about those, uh, ways of expressing myself, I can still do today and what I do. Um, so life is just funny. It always it's like, funny. It, it always gives you what you, what you need yeah. um, just in a different form. But during that time when I was pursuing acting, um, I was bartending. I was, I just had all these like kind of odd jobs. I was a fit model for a brand and, um, just really running myself ragged, Mm -hmm. hustling to the nth degree, which, you know, was like a badge of honor back then. But looking back, it was really detrimental to my health, physical health, mental health, spiritual health. I was drinking a lot. Um, I just didn't feel 
like myself. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Like, it's kind of hard when you like haven't felt like yourself in a while to even know like where yourself is. So, um, I eventually found Soul Cycle when I was, you know, at one of my lowest points. Um, I had three bartending jobs. I was auditioning during the day, but really not giving it my all because I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, I was in a relationship that really wasn't making me happy. And um, I was kind of staying in it because I was afraid of what lived on the other side. Um, And eventually I found Soul Cycle to quite literally wake me up in the morning. I would go to classes and it would wake me up and it would get me, get me going. I was poor. I, I remember one day looking at my bank account and I had like $80 and, um, I really wanted to take a soul cycle class, which was $35. And I was like, I'm going to take a soul cycle class. (laughs) 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 This is it. Um, and eventually the, some of the instructors were like, you should audition. I think you should audition. I was like, I don't have time. I have my fit modeling. I have the bars. I have all this stuff. They're like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I was like, okay, okay sure. So long story short, I, I did end up making it and went through, you know, 10 weeks of intense training wow. with all my jobs on top of that. And three months in, they asked me to, three months into teaching, they asked me to move to LA. And that really was... I think like that climactic moment in my Saturn return where... Mm-hmm. I was given this opportunity to move across the country and basically kind of like start anew in a lot of ways. Um, And I said, yes, without even, I I think I took one breath and I said, yes, when they asked me. Um, And so three months later I was out in LA and that really gave me the separation from a lot of things that were bringing me anxiety um, and, and somewhat clarity into, wow, like there are parts of me that I've been either suppressing or not paying attention to that. I really have like the literal space and the metaphorical space to focus on now in LA. And I started doing that. And, um, soul cycle brought me so many incredible people. The community is just from my experience, the best mm-hmm. and ended up bringing me Krista. And from that point, you know, the story, but it was just a point in my life where I didn't know that having friendships, deep friendships and creating community was like the missing piece Mm. to a lot of my healing. Yeah. And now that's your thing. I mean, that's what you guys are doing here. Yeah. At what point, you know, fast forward four years down the road, at what point did you know we've created something pretty magical in almost 30. And I love how you talk about it. Like it's almost like it has its spirit of its own. Like it's its own entity. Cause I, I can feel that. When, when did you know, like, yeah, this is a, a magical entity. <laughs> mm. It's our own little demigod. <laughs> right? we, we serve, we blood sacrificed almost 30 <laughs> regularly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the entity thing, I think, was something we got in from Peter Kelly. And really, it's now been confirmed just with our healers. So if people, you know, just for like a little bit of background, um, we heard about the concept and idea of ideas as being living, breathing things from our friend Peter Kelly. And when we've done a lot of work with different healers, we recognize that almost 30 is almost its own consciousness Mm -hmm. um, that exists on the 44th dimension, which sounds crazy. But the way that Lindsay and I interact with it is just really seeing it as something that's bigger than us and something that we are service to in addition to being in service to God. So it helps us to like take the pressure off. It helps us to take the ego out of it and to be like, oh, this is me. This is you. This is like us and really like serve whatever direction she almost 30 wants to go. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, mine was something that was so early. It was like, I remember I was in my bed one day in my tiny apartment in Venice and I had someone send me a, I got tagged on Instagram maybe in this girl's blog post, Jordan Marsico, who's like one of our still like OG listeners. And she had wrote this entire blog post about one of the episodes that we did where you're talking about your relationship um, journey. And she wrote about how it felt like true female friendship and support. And it felt like the first time that she felt two women like really be there for one another without an agenda. And I was like sitting in my bed. I'm like, Oh my God, I impacted someone by being myself. Like I wasn't trying. I was just listening. I was being there. You know, we were kind of in conversation and I was like, Whoa, this is really powerful. You know, this is really something that this impacted this woman enough that I don't even know for her to write this blog post. Um, So we've had a lot of different experiences on the way, but that was one where I was like, I think it was maybe a year in or maybe a few months in where I was like, oh, I didn't realize that what we were doing really mattered. Mm, Yeah. I remember we had our first event like kind of, it felt like more legit that we did backyard (laughs) events, but we did our first um, legit event at SoulCycle and we didn't know what to expect in terms of turnout and vibe and energy. And, you know, we were intentional about what we wanted to create at that event, but we sold out the class and I just, you know, I was teaching the class. So I was looking out at this room and I just remember feeling this sense of peace and just knowing that, this is so much more than what I can even comprehend in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't comprehend, truly couldn't comprehend, but I just felt so thankful, you know, um, just the in-person connection that I felt that day, one-on-one conversations about even the episodes that we had just put out, which I think were like maybe 15, 20 at the time episodes and how they had impacted mm these women and how actually it was a, it was a connector for them and their friends. So they would talk about, you know, subjects Mm -hmm. or themes that we would talk about and go deeper on that. It was a way that they could come together in a really beautiful, authentic, mindful way. And just to know that we had, you know, a little bit to do with them feeling closer to themselves and their friends just felt unlike anything I'd ever felt before. So I knew, didn't know, no, but I knew that there was something so much bigger ahead for almost 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That intuition hit of like, oh my goodness, this is huge. Do you ever look at the birth chart of the show? Like the first episode? Do you do that? I do that too. What did we do that with? Yeah, we did that with... I think we did that with one of our friends and it's yeah. actually hilarious because I'm a Virgo rising. Lindsay's a Virgo sun and almost 30 is a Virgo. Virgo. She's a triple Virgo. Oh my gosh. So it's so interesting how that sort of lives in our life and all of our friends are Virgo. So we're very like Virgo heavy, but yeah, the chart thing is, is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of, I mean, not, I don't like to use it as like super predictive, but to see what trends are coming and like what, what, you know, what the year ahead holds. I had mentioned to you all on the, on the membership that this, my word for the year is community because my whole year is in, is 11th house, which is just like tribe and community. And so all these cool things have been coming up including, you know, membership and things that, that you're doing. It's funny, like you said, it hits people 
in ways that maybe you had never imagined, but it really, you know, the things that you're doing hit on such an individual level. So thank you. Thank you. I kind of going back to, you know, looking back at the beginning of the show and how far you've come, you did an episode, I think over the summer where you listened to your first episode and I was, I was like sitting on the bathroom floor dying of laughter. And it was, (laughs) it was just so real. And I like, I felt for you because we've all had our first episodes. Like, I don't even know what mine sounds like. When you look back at that whole, you know, this whole evolution, like, what do you laugh at the most? Oh my God. I was howling. (laughs) Howling. We were, you guys, we were, if you are new to us, highly recommend listening to us, listen to our first episode. You can also watch it on YouTube and see our faces, but we were like, going in circles. <laughs> like we weren't saying anything. We weren't clear. <laughs> we had a hundred segments. Like we did, we thought it would have to be like a pop reality show or like a, a new show where it's like, who wore it better? Like what, you know how they yeah. have all these yeah. little things were like hundred, not hundred, like, like hot or not. Like it was like just this whole like smorgasbord of like all this information and all this. And we were just doing too much. I think there's, for me, one of the funniest things is like, oh my God. It's like we did this like photo shoot for a brand of ice cream that wasn't even sponsoring, but we, <laughs> but we, we wanted them to sponsor us. So we were like, okay, we're going to, oh, we were wearing a bunch of non-sponsored stuff from people we wanted to sponsor us. Yeah. So we're wearing leggings from a brand we wanted to sponsor us. They didn't. They were ridiculous leggings. And this <laughs> random man was like, hey, I'm trying to be a photographer. Can I shoot you guys? And we're like, totally, like perfect. So we take like literally four hours of our day and like shoot. This is, I was working, I was bartender, or I was nannying and serving at the time. So I had time. Lindsay was, mm-hmm. had Soul Cycle during the day. So we had the day open. So we meet this stranger and we shoot with this random man for four hours of like ice cream and random leggings and like almost 30 (laughs) balloons. We had 30 balloons and these trashy weird places. And it just like the photos were so bad. (laughs) Like it was, he was, I bless him. We literally were so kind to him. We gave him feedback, but they were the most horrible photos <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. They were all blown out. They were all un, they blurry. Were all unclear, blurry. Like, <laughs> oh, he no. was really new. Like, he was like, I don't want to charge you guys. He was really new. And it was just something where we're like, okay, you have to like vet people that you work with. <laughs> like you, and just like how we're spending our time was just so wild. But yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, early days. I mean, you said it, trying too hard, trying way too hard. <laughs> But I think you kind of need to go that far in order to like recalibrate to what feels what feels really good right. and sustainable and real. Um, I mean, we used like copyrighted music. I think in that first episode, mm-hmm. I used like a Britney Spears song to transition <laughs> mm-hmm. into like something. It was just I'm not a girl. I'm not a I'm girl. Not a girl. And I, oh, yeah. I thought that was very creative. That was um, accurate. I mean, it was good. <laughs> You used to pick a song for every outro. Yes, we every did. outro a had different. a fresh, fresh song, fresh song, mm-hmm. fresh copyrighted also, song, fresh illegal. copyrighted. Song. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. illegal. It was, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of why we are so passionate about supporting podcasters now because yeah. we've literally kind of done it all, tried it all, went too far, came on back. Um, and made all the mistakes. So yeah, when I think about the early days, I mean, we would lose recordings. I would forget to press play. Um, we would 
we broke into some like shared workspace to record on this like terrible recorder for this one interview with a friend of ours. We were literally sitting next to like drywall that was peeling off the ceiling, <laughs> interviewing someone that like has no <sighs> like resume to be interviewed too. Yeah, you know, it was just like yeah. it was just like a body. Yeah, and we would in <laughs> I think the second or th- maybe third episode we asked one of our friends to call in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with one of our relationship problems. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fun. We had a blast. Um, but now we have our we have our legs and feel much yeah. more grounded in like what we want to share with people and how we want to serve serve the audience. But. Yeah, yeah, listen to those oldies. <laughs> or, or, and or, listen to the new ones too, because they're amazing. <laughs> so, you know, something that I think about a lot when I think about this process of building a show, I'm a year in and I, I look at my fellow podcasting friends and, and you two, it's, there's an element of discipline and maybe even a little bit of sacrifice that goes into building something that you you know will be successful, but you have to do the work. I know do the work is overused, but truly perhaps be a little sacrificial in that um, practice. What is, has that been the case for you? Have you had to give up things in this process of building and of really, really growing this show? Yeah. I think when I think about that, it's like, we've done, we've sacrificed a lot, but I think about even my journey to, to where I am now, it's like, in my sacrifices, it's been, I stopped drinking Mm. for like five years and that was a sacrifice. But now I realize at the time, like the things that I've sacrificed, like extra TV time, extra social media time, like distraction time, drinking, you know, that sort of thing, being in relationships that didn't serve me when you're on purpose, finding purpose or moving towards your purpose. It's like, those sacrifices are actually in your best interest and have really served me. So what felt like a sacrifice to others where I couldn't hang out and just watch Real Housewives or I couldn't like drink wine at five on Thursday really was in most service to me. So anything that I've sacrificed thus far has really been to my benefit. Mm, I love that. I'll echo that. I think it's, if I look back to my early 20s when I was, you know, auditioning for commercials and things like that. I felt the sacrifice. I was like, this is such a sacrifice that I'm not going out, that I'm not, you know, that I'm, you know, fill in the blank. And I think the difference with almost 30 was it actually never felt like a sacrifice Mm. because of the feeling that I knew I was generating in the moment and was generating for the future that feeling of just like fulfillment and knowing that whatever I was like not doing now or had to kind of um, put on the back burner now, I didn't feel that like tinge of, Ooh, this is a sacrifice. It was just like, no, this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it was just a different feeling than when I was a little bit younger and feeling like, Oh man, I got to like sacrifice fun parts of my life to actually do what I want to do. It's that time, taking a break to tell you about our sponsor and my favorite tea brand, Simpson and Vale Tea. Here in Minnesota, it is freezing, like 10 degrees many days. So I'm always craving something warm and cozy, and my go-to is a cup of herbal tea. And of course, Simpson and Vale is the best 
If you're a tea lover and you haven't checked out this brand yet, it's a must. Simpson & Vale is a small business, a family-owned company, and one of the oldest tea companies in the US. And the collection that I especially love is their yoga and chakra balancing blends. One for all of the seven chakras and a couple bonus relaxing teas as well. They're herbal teas, so there's no caffeine and you know, you can enjoy them any time of the day. My current evening routine is to brew a cup of the Muladhara blend, which is the root chakra. And I just sit and I reflect on my day. This blend has cinnamon bark, rose hips, telecherry, birch bark cloves, and ginger root. So as you're seeking, you know, a cozy moment or you're working on your relaxation routine, I can't recommend Simpson and Vale teas enough. They're also really great gift options for yoga or wellness lovers. So if you want to get your yoga blend herbal teas or any of their other amazing blends, they have over 380 of them. Head over to svt.com, set up an online account and use code yoga magic for 15% off your first order. Again, that's svtea.com and use code yoga magic for 15% off. My husband is an entrepreneur as well. And he always talks about like the expanders in his life. And he always says, you know, they're just, they, they're different. They live differently. They do things differently. And I, I feel like that's super true of like the people that I admire is like, they make the choices because that's what they have to do. And it is diff different than what, I don't know, is culturally normal, like hanging out in front of the TV and social media or whatever, but that's, that's what you need. That's the edge you need. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the quote? If you want a different result, you need to do a different, like a different outcome. You need to, there's something about if you want a different result in your life, you need to do things differently. I forget mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. it is, but it, it's so true. You know, so many people you'll see and all even here in community or outside of our community, like people that are like, I want to find my purpose or I want to do X, Y, and Z, but no actions are aligning to that actual fact. And that is the whole thing. You know, the yeah. whole thing is aligning your actions to what you truly want. And Lindsay and I even have to do that now all the time. It's like, what do we want now? Like besides this, like in addition to this and its growth, like how can we align ourselves to that future, almost 30 in the future versions of us, because that's what we want next. Mm -hmm. It's manifestation, really. You're prepping, you're getting yes. there. Yeah. So lately, You've been talking a lot about truth and this idea of speaking the truth. I mean, that's obviously very much a part of, of your show. And as a new podcaster, I mean, even just as a human, I've, I have felt significant fear around speaking the truth. And I, I essentially sometimes force myself, especially on this show, to say what I believe and you know, what I'm finding out through this whole process of self-study. And it's scary because sometimes I think, oh my gosh, you know, what if a family member hears this and is like really upset with me or a friend, I lose friends. How have you gone about this? Because you are, I mean, in my terms and in my viewpoint is so, you're so truthful on the show. Has that been hard? And, and how do you overcome that? Yeah, I think, it's really hard. It's so hard. And you know, what's funny is like truth is so layered because me and Lindsay have so much more truth that, you know, we always don't share, but it's so interesting because I was kind of reflecting back recently of how honest we are, you know, how much we do share. And if people DM us, if people comment, we're, we're saying whatever is, is on our mind. Um, you know, I think about one situation for me personally, my mom, 
listen to episodes that we did a few years ago that were pretty honest about our relationship. And even now, after doing the mother wound episode recently, speaking to the mother wound in general, but then having some specific relation to our relationship and how the mother wound has affected me, she has, you know, had a pretty tough time with it. But also it has really allowed us to grow and learn a lot more from each other than if I wouldn't have ever spoke about it or I wouldn't have ever been honest about it. And being honest and being truthful has always been part of my process for healing. So it sort of comes with the territory when you're in relationship with me, but it doesn't make it any harder. Um, and I've also lost friends. You know, I've also mm. lost friends from speaking my truth and and being honest. And, you know, for that, I always just have to remember that I love people for their souls and like the energy and the experience of being with them, not for what they say, because a lot of times what we're saying is programmed. It's subconscious. It's regurgitated information. Right. It may not be our truth. It may be our truth in that moment and then not in the other. So being respectful and appreciative of people's evolution I is all I can try to do. And then I can always just pray that people are, you know, feel the same for me. Hmm. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been easy and continues to not be easy. Um, what I've experienced in my personal relationships, because I've, I've always had a hard time saying how I feel or what I need. Um, that comes from being a people pleaser and being kind of like a family mediator and feeling mm -hmm. like if I did say what I want or how I felt truly, it would just kind of be a bothersome and, and make things more complicated. So I've always kind of been that like peacemaker type Libra rising. But um, what I've noticed recently and in a recent conversation with our coach, it's just become so apparent that when I am able to say how I feel, even if like it changes a year from now, if I'm able to say how I feel in this moment, it lessens the static in the connection with people that I'm in relationship with, whether it's Krista, whether it's my boyfriend, whether it's my best friend, whether it's my parents. And so if I am giving, you know, all of the information that I can in the moment, there's really, it's a clear signal. And mm -hmm. so the person on the receiving end can be like, okay. I have all the information and then they can kind of move from there. But in my past, I haven't been as clear, whether that's just holding back and not saying much or maybe, you know, sugarcoating how I really feel. Right. And then that's like confusing. And so I haven't really gotten the outcome or connection relationship that I desire. So I'm really working on that. And that goes for our, you know, our community as well. I, I agree with Krista. We've been super honest and yeah. like have shared in process a lot and that can be hard, but from my experience, it's also a really good feeling because my, my hope is that you know, a lot of you out there are also in process. And if I'm sharing a little bit about that and can be honest that mm -hmm. there will be some either healing or just feeling comforted that um, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. In process and externally processing it with them. I mean, maybe not the whole picture, but with, with the community and that's 
that's real. I think that's real connection. And that's what really makes this community so magical. You know, as you're talking in process and there's just so much happening in the spirituality world and the wellness world. I mean, truly Aquarian energy to the max right now. We are waking up. That being said, sometimes I can feel really overwhelmed with just spirituality and well-being and, you know, I need to be doing this. I should be meditating. I should be reading this book. And it just is like a lot because you do speak in this area and you're so knowledgeable and you, if you're going to interview someone, you know a lot about them. How do you keep up with that? Like, what does your world of spirituality and wellness look like these days personally? I think when you're so in it, it's like, I'm someone my Mercury is in Aquarius and I'm someone that I just, I am desperate for new information. I'm desperate to learn all the time. So it's almost like for me, my spirituality spark is so ingrained in me, but it's also like I have to find other things to keep myself interested. So I actually don't stay fully in spirituality in the world all the time because at a point the information becomes you know, it's very similar. When we look at some of the greatest teachers and leaders, a lot of their information and in speaking and teaching is very similar, but it's like a different frequency for different people to receive it. So I actually don't really stay in the spirituality space when I'm sort of out of our job. I do read spirituality books and I try to be as educated as possible to be the best, um, in the best position to speak to the best things when we can. But there is a lot of information. And I think you know, reminding ourselves that like, yes, we are spiritual seekers, but also like we're in bodies. And so yeah. these bodies need to move. These bodies need to be in the sun. We need to go outside. Like what's more spiritual than like laying in the grass, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like what is true, 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 true spirituality, but like true presence and like honoring of like our body in the moment. So I always have to try and remember that whenever I feel overwhelmed. Mm. That gives me goosebumps. I love that. I'm someone who likes to have a lot of like books around me. I'll be reading like six books at a time, maybe a couple pages a day of each, like very much not finishing books yeah, <laughs> at a rapid same. speed, but I just really like to have books around me. And I started to notice that while I love that, I also wasn't giving myself time to actually practice what I was right. writing. Um, and I like to read books slowly because, because of that, I'll take notes, I'll kind of review them. I'll just kind of sit with it, but I wasn't actually practicing. And so, yeah, I just, for me lately, spirituality is just like living those things that have hit me and really like opened my heart on this journey through the podcast, through reading, through conversations, and just allowing it to be something that I'm also bringing to every moment, whether it's a moment with myself, whether it's a moment in nature, whether it's a moment with someone I love, like just really being able to bring that because I think it's in that moment that I'm like, it hits me. It actually like makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I can read a lot of words. I can write it down. I can do all the things, but when you practice it and then you, understand the feeling and really just allow yourself to be in that. I don't know. Those moments have been the ones that have shown me what true spirituality feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's not as 
I was thinking the other day, I was like, I should meditate this morning. I've been meditating like pretty consistently. And then I had a day where I was like, not really feeling it. I was like, I should meditate. I was like, wait a second. Should not. Yeah. It's not really Mm -hmm. like spiritual when you are like creating that spiritual to-do list. I think like the intention is really important. So instead I just like took a walk. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was like the same. Yeah. You know, it was like what exactly what I needed in that moment, which is, you know, um, important that I knew that about myself, but yeah. Sarah Rose, doesn't she, she always says, if you can't meditate dance, like shake your booty. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And I think that's why too, we wanted to do the membership. Like we wanted to, and that's why it's a six month container at minimum. You know, we wanted to like take some of these dense topics that we talk about on the podcast. Cause they're pretty dense sometimes and Mm -hmm. we make sure that like people were integrating them, that people could digest them, that we had a space for everyone to kind of clear from all the rest of the spirituality stuff and just focus in this space on the monthly topic or the workshop or Mm -hmm. community part of it. So that was like a lot of our intention for that was sort of to clear the noise and have a space for people to really digest everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you know, there's so much, there is a lot of pressure. I should meditate. I should do this. And for, I mean, like my spirituality practice right now is reading like trashy romance novels because I, I need uh, that. Cool. Like <laughs> I've been home with two kids. Yeah. Tell me more. I could read one on a full interview. <laughs> I can happy to, to give suggestions. I'm reading the Bridgerton books now because the show has been such a hype They're I mean, they're pretty silly. I'm not going to lie, but it, like you said, we are, we're in these human bodies and it's, we need to nourish that whole body, right? The whole essence. I'm so glad you mentioned membership um, more, Krista, because I think it's so, it's, there's, you know, there's a lot of communities online right now. We're at home, we're doing things on our computers, but this idea of kind of like laser focus into a topic and it being accessible and it being, you know, truly from some of the, this information coming from some of the best of the best, like, how did you guys come up with the idea for membership? And like, have you known about it for a long time? And just was like, this was the right time. I'm really curious about membership because it's truly, it's a gift. Yeah. Membership. um, We've been dreaming about this for a while and 2020 was a year where we had to rearrange everything that we had. Right. We planned to go on a world tour again. Uh, we planned our retreat. We planned all of these things to connect with our community in person and obviously had to change what that looked like. And so this past year, we uh, started, for example, the New Paradigm Workshop Series, which you know really was our way of bringing people together to go deep for two hours with some of our favorite teachers, healers, and experts on a particular topic, for example, um, anxiety or conscious intimacy or uh, energy healing. And we just saw the power of being in community around a particular theme or topic and the ability to go deep in a safe space was like unbelievably powerful. Mm -hmm. And so that inspired us that we could be reaching a lot of people a lot. Mm-hmm. online. You know, we loved the in-person connection, but this is like, this is really, really powerful. So, um, you know, the membership 
was definitely a way for us to take what we do in the secret Facebook group as well, which is like a, a huge group of, of women all over the world, but really like take it to the next level, mm-hmm. go deeper and um, commit, you know, really commit to ourselves, to one another, have that, you know, accountability, resources, tools, and space to just go that much deeper. So um, yeah, we're excited. Our enrollment is open for two weeks and then we we kick it off in February and we go for six months. We'll do enrollment every six months uh, for new members. But yeah, it's it's a really, um, it's come straight from our heart. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's really true. And I'm, I'm so proud to be able to offer this for women. Um, this is exactly what I've needed. We talk a lot about self-care on the show and that is, it's such a buzzy word. You know, people, that's another should, right? You should self-care, but like, what, what does that mean? (laughs) What does self-care look like for the two of you? Yeah, I think I forget what event it was. It was maybe a few years ago. We have a friend, Alexander Roxo, and I think the event was about self-care or self-love. And I was like speaking in front of the whole audience of people and I was like confusing self-care and (laughs) self-love. And she got up and she's like, I just want to be clear that like just because you're doing self-care doesn't mean you love yourself. And I was like, wow, that is so profound because you could do all of the things and really just still be in a place where you don't love yourself and you yeah. don't really value who you are. And in Los Angeles, you know, there's so many things we could do. And I definitely went through a period a few years ago when I was doing all of the things. I was doing cryotherapy, red light therapy, mm. chakra healing, blah, 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 all these things. And it was really keeping me further from myself because I was just running from appointment to appointment putting it on my to-do list, like Lindsay was saying. So now, you know, self-care is really much more intuitive and in the moment. And it's not always like a perfect health guru thing. Like last night I was just kind of going through it and had like peanut butter and crackers for dinner on the floor while watching 90 day fiance with my fiance. (laughs) And that felt like nourishment for me because I was away from my computer. I was away from my phone and I was eating something that I ate when I was a kid. Mm. So I just try and be super flexible with it, super intuitive with it and really just see self-care as like honoring myself in every moment rather than like honoring, you know, the pressures of what we think we should be doing all the time. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I I'll add just for me, boundaries have been a huge self-care move. Totally. Um, And I know we hear it a lot, but I actually, I've heard it for years and I didn't really know what that meant. And for me, boundaries have looked like asking for space, asking for time, especially in relationships. Um, I can become very uh, codependent in Mm. relationships. And so it's actually given me a lot more confidence and peace when I can say to someone I love, like, hey, I just need, need a few days. You know, I'd love to connect with you next week. And, you know, like (laughs) asking for that, asking for what you need. Like I am someone who has notoriously been like, what do you need? What do you need? How can I make you feel better? And that's really good. And I love that about myself. I I definitely do. But I never, ever want to do that for other people at the expense of what I need 
as well, because I assume that people who love me also want me to have what I need. So I I need to ask for that. And, and that could look like um, a clear boundary. And also, you know, as you make boundaries in your life um, and what I'm learning now is that it's just kind of, it's establishing like that next version of you, that, that next like level of evolution of you. And some people might look at that as like, who are you? I don't know that person. Right. Who have you become? You've changed. You've changed. <laughs> You've changed. And it it makes them feel a certain way. And mm-hmm. I, I totally honor that feeling too of other people. Um, but it's really important for me to own that because I have changed. Thank God I've changed. And if boundaries are going to be the way in which I can really stand in that new, you know, version of me, then that's what I need to do. Yeah. I'm in the process of it. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's what I need to do. I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought up other people because that's this like weird piece of self-care that sometimes isn't talked about is that other people empower us to take care of ourselves. Other people give us the time and the space, especially, you know, with family and partners and children. It's like, this, yeah, I can take care of myself, but also I need somebody to give me the time and space to do that. And it's not as easy as we, you know, put on some marketing piece. It's not, it's not bubble baths. It's so much bigger. Yeah. Love that. Beautiful. You guys are so great. I'm so excited we got to do this. Thank you for taking the time and you are true light workers. I'm so grateful that we've been connected this past year. So if you, if anyone wants to check out the show, hop on membership, be a part of it, how can they do that? Yeah, almost30.com. We got a new site going, so it's looking really fun. I saw myself on it. I saw my video. Yes, babe. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. I did. And check out Ashley on our site. And then almost30.com slash membership for membership. It closes on the 31st. And then almost 30 podcast on Instagram, on YouTube. I'm at it's Krista, I-T-S, Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A on Instagram. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick, S-I-M-C-I-K. Yay. Thanks, Ash. Thank you, too. This was fun. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Yoga Magic. Thanks to Lindsay and Krista for being on the show. Truly a gift. Don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to Yoga Magic, leave a rating and a review. I am forever grateful. Thanks again, and I will see you next week, everyone.